0: The Cricket Podcast
1: I think it should never be
0: permitted to happen again
1: That is very good Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast I'm Jack Hope, I'm here with Max Ray-Brown Hello And Ross Legg Hello Uh, This week on the show, it's a show of renewal, uh, because cricket is back. England are taking on the West Indies in a three-test series starting on Wednesday, uh, which is the 8th of July, if you're listening in the future and and looking back on this. Uh, And, as I'm sure many of our listeners will know, in a remarkable and possibly unprecedented turn of events, Boris Johnson has said something which turned out not to be true, and recreational (laughs) Cricket's coming back. Um, Ross, I think you prepared some stuff on that. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but... I think there's going to be some shocking revelations about tea. Is that
2: so? Yep. The uh, the beige banquet needs binning. i go with. <laughs> oh, wonderful! That's a that's a headline for the ages.
1: Um, before we get into that, we will of course go over the West Indies and and do a proper preview of, of that series. And um, but to kick things off on an optimistic note, um, what about the return of cricket fills you two with the most fear and dread? Uh, Ross, you want to start?
2: Yeah, I'll go for it. Um, so last year, it was fair to so say, I had a bit of an abnormally. So uh, my anomaly? Abnormally? Um, a abnormally, I think, yeah. Uh, my, a a re- a, really a bit of a mix-up
0: there with your words, Ross.
2: Well, that's what you need on a podcast, isn't it? Uh, but I had a really good season last year with the bat, and there was people that we played cricket with. with uh, exactly right. So, but the people we played with now think I'm okay at cricket, when in reality, I'm not actually that good. So what I'm, dre- what I'm dreading is going back, hitting no runs, and then just being terrible again (laughs) yeah I think you're right right to dread that Max
0: yeah if it's any consolation Ross I have no faith in you so you've got nothing to live up to there (laughs) Um, on a personal level I think it's it's fairly similar what my my fears are I'm scared that actually I cannot remember to hold how to hold a bat at all and um, the only swinging of things at balls I've done over the last few months is golf Yeah, Um, the the
1: operable word there is at things, because you don't always hit the ball, do you, Max? (laughs) No, I quite often
0: hit nothing, which is uh, hopefully not going to be carried over to my cricket form, but I'm slightly concerned that it will be. So so you're doing a bit of shadow golfing. Do you find yourself doing any shadow batting at the moment? Well, I think possibly the problem with my golfing is that the shadow golfing turns into shadow batting and you can't cover drive (laughs) a ball off the tee.
1: It is i've seen him
0: try it's,
1: it's <laughs> um i i uh am living in fear of rain um i i would say for four months i haven't cared about the weather at all mm-hmm. now i've got a weather app uh i'm cross-referencing different websites <laughs> i i read an article on a national geographic earlier this week uh about which weather measuring sources were the most accurate um i'm completely obsessed
2: you've got full <laughs> what, anorak what was yeah. the
1: answer to that uh i think i can't remember to be honest i'll, I'll have to reread it i think i think i think it was accuweather um if you just like the one on your phone like the apple one on your phone yeah bad um i, I think accuweather was was generally the best
2: although it might have been us centric so see this is uh, proper cricket chat this is yeah. what i've missed proper cricket chat um but we did have a cricket legend on the show last week and yeah. our show so we had, we had david gower on didn't we
1: yes um we did have david gower on Uh, For 90 minutes, we had a really long interview with him. It was a great chat, I thought. Um, And we didn't Mm -hmm.
0: once mention weather apps as well, which was a big (laughs) bonus.
1: Um, I I, I highly recommend that. Um, You go back and listen to that, I think. Uh, I, I imagine you two agree. You were there.
2: Yeah, that was, yeah, it was, it was a great brilliant. show. Um, and you can find us at the Cricket Pod on Twitter, or Instagram. Um, if you need to find the link, but obviously we're on Apple, Spotify, Acast, all those kind of go, yeah. all those things. Um, and then we've got a couple of good guests lined up as well, Jack. Who have we got coming on the show? Um,
1: so next week we have Tom Holland, um, not the Spider Man version of Tom Holland, the uh, the author and famed recreational cricketer Tom Holland. Uh, he will be on <laughs> famed recreational cricketer. Well, so just to give you a nice, so not everyone, not all of our listeners will know, although there is quite a big crossover. He's a fairly high-profile cricket fan, I think. Um, Tom Holland is a man who has hit 1-6 in his life and managed to spin that out into a whole chapter of a book. So uh, I feel like he's our kind of guy. <laughs> exactly the person <laughs> we need on the podcast. <laughs>
2: um, and then in a couple of weeks, Ross, who have we got? Uh, well, we're lining up Chris Tremlett, who's uh, going to be on there. And obviously, I think we might end up having David Gower back on the show. So we've got quite the rapport with the yes. man.
1: Yes, yes. Um, it, it, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. Um, And yeah, subscribe to us. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Do that. That's what we want. Um, Shall we have a quick break, and then come back and talk about the upcoming cricket?
2: Fightin'.
0: It's because this guy over there was covered in blood, yep. and I've been told that you punched him. Because he was a. Okay. Using well, my. Well, that's what I've been yeah. told at the moment, so that's why I've rushed your compulsion yeah, at the moment, told,
2: absolutely right? Absolutely <laughs> The jury believed Stokes' version of events and unanimously found him not guilty of a fray. The 219 BBC Sports personality, or 2,000, yes, of the year is Ben Stokes.
1: Kicking us off straight away then, um, boys, who watched Butler v Stokes? Watched a bit, yeah, a bit of the uh, ECB stream. It was. It's a
2: pretty budget stream, isn't it? Really, I was quite disappointed with it. Purpose. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'd have thought they could afford like two guys to move the camera around. <laughs> they had someone. I don't know. Like I, 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 watched a fair amount of it. They had someone in between each over. Someone had to click from which camera it was to the. To oh yeah, the you could see, camera, couldn't you? Yeah. The
0: the editing studio clicking yeah. from screen so to screen. Was, I mean,
1: it was it was budget, but they they paid for someone to do that. I'd rather they paid for someone to film it properly, to be honest. And um,
2: well, the, the worst thing was when um uh, James Anderson had finished bowling after two overs, Overton came on. Looks nothing like James Anderson. James Anderson apparently bowled nine overs in a row. <laughs> um, did, uh, b- besides the uh, production values, did you have any other comments about that? Uh, well, it was good that um, Dan Lawrence hit some runs and uh, was rewarded with his place in the fifteen-man um, side. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just guessing. No, is the,
1: is the broad answer. I mean, you know, there wasn't,
0: I, there wasn't much to take from it, really, was there? They, no, they did I, some cricket. It wasn't particularly exciting.
1: I think um, what I learned is, is um, why they don't televise those games normally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair uh,
1: yeah I did I mean, like it was it's the only live cricket that's been on for ages so I probably watched five or six hours um, I'm, I'm somewhat ashamed to say mm. um, but I don't really feel like I've got anything out of it or um, nor
2: can I recall anything that's worth talking well, about. So let's move my, on. My, well, I think my main thing for that is that they will. the England selectors will give Bairstow every single chance under the sun to try and get a test place back. Well, you know, he's a golden boy, isn't he? Um,
1: England, England. Let's talk about England. Um, the squad. Shall I run through that quickly for, for listeners? Yep. Ben Stokes, captain. James Anderson, Jofra Archer, Dom Bess, Stuart Broad, Rory Burns, Joss Butler, Zach Crawley, Joe Denley, Ollie Pope, Dom Sibley, chris wokes and mark wood so start with that should we address straight away who isn't in the side
2: yeah Yeah. sure
1: yeah we've got moeen alley
2: let's start with moeen we've got
1: no moen alley we've got no jack leach no Bearstone, and no sam curran i think they're the four midway exceptions Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's the really controversial one no ben folks um lads what do you think about that i'm not surprised i mean i'll I'll say that much
0: but i it's disappointing i think
1: about folks here you're saying yeah uh,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, it's just uh the whole squad as well aside from the omission of best though but i think they were probably going to do that and put it under resting anyway it seems very much uh good old fashioned stick with what you know nothing nothing exciting a new ecb style squad it's, picking
1: it, yes it is probably fairly low risk isn't it um i I, I personally, I mean, like, um, I'm not that bothered about the, the 13, apart from folks. Um, I'm really not sure what it is that Butler has to do wrong to be dropped, um, or what folks sort of has to do at this point to, to get in the team. I mean, like, as far as I'm concerned, by every metric, and I think we've been over this before, but by every metric, folks looks better. So he's a better wicketkeeper. He's younger. He's got a higher average in Test cricket. Uh, he's got a higher average Same. in first-class cricket. He's, he's Same more number of centuries in Test cricket. Same number of centuries, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what's going on there. Um, I mean, I can only sort of assume that maybe they think they need someone to bat with the tail, and but even that doesn't really make sense
2: because Butler doesn't do that. He just gets out. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, there's that bit of good, like, Josh, Josh Butler must be an unbelievable leader off the field. Like, he must do stuff behind the scenes that we have no idea on. I mean, yeah, like, no, he's not hitting, not hitting test runs, is he? Well, there is, is a
0: yeah. there is an argument that he's the vice captain, isn't he, in um, the one day side, and we've, we've got yeah. Stokes. Yeah, but Owen Morgan's into... the captain
1: in the one day side. Where's he? <laughs> yeah,
2: like... but you know
0: he's uh, uh, yeah talking about the fact that he's you know around the squad and Ben Stokes is captaining for the first time. Maybe that's you know some sort of the kind of experience would be useful for for Stokes to lean on uh, in this situation. But I, I I think that's clutching at straws somehow. I'm just playing yeah. devil's advocate here.
1: No, I think you're right. I mean, I I think if you are someone from England, and this is another one of my th- recent themes, um, I I think they don't really use batting average or all like conventional metrics like runs, um, to decide which batsman to pick. Um, England use a thing called weighted average, but they don't tell anyone. How weighted average works. So I think it's weighted in favour of the people they prefer. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so basically um, it's supposed to factor in the conditions, the opposition, like what position in the order you bat, and whether you're home or away, that sort of thing. Uh, By this, they did publish the numbers once. um, And do you remember the series, 2018 series against India, England v India, where Butler did bat quite well? Yeah. So in that series, he averaged 37. And um, to give you an indication of the boost he's getting, but from weighted average, weighted average had him uh, at, at over 60. So in other words, he was like 25 runs better off um, via the ECB's secret metric. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah. Versus what he actually was was producing, so I, I think they might do be that. Do in you there, reckon right? that's do you reckon that's why England don't hit more than four hundred <laughs> runs in the opening um, innings anymore? That actually we just go oh we hit one hundred and eighty. We've rounded that up though. We did get four hundred and fifty. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bearing in mind the conditions that we've decided on, um, <laughs> we we've all okay. agreed it was basically impossible to bat, and that's why we were at fifty-seven. Um, yeah so I it, I don't know I mean like I, I yeah it's frustrating it's, it's it's getting to the point for me and I tweeted this in the week um it's getting to the point for me that it's starting to frustrate Like butler's existence is starting to frustrate me which is which is a shame because he's one of England's if not England's best player to watch in in white ball cricket but now i just associate him with being mediocre at test cricket and <laughs> uh, and that's ruining him
2: for me uh well we 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 can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um but folks he's, he's still in the reserves, so that's uh Yeah hopefully a good ho-
1: thing. hopefully we see well well I like, hopefully Butler scores like a double century and we're wrong. Um mm-hmm. but failing that hopefully we see folks in the second test. Um what we can affect, obviously, is is the bowling attack and we can affect that by making media buzz. Um <laughs> So, so lads, oh. um, the bowlers, the bowlers in in the frame for selection: Anderson, Broad, Woods, Wokes, Archer, and Bess. Um, now, England are only going to pick four of those. Um, you would assume that Bess is going to play. Um,
2: Which, so, th- so this is this interests me, right? So Leach obviously didn't do enough in the warm up game. I mean, he got slapped around for like eight sixes or something. So he's clearly quite hitable. Um, but, Joss, but um, Joss, uh, Dominic Best was probably picked for his batting, is what kind of most of the media's been saying. Um, his last three innings for England is, is uh, <laughs> was he got a pair <laughs> and then he got one and then didn't bat. Well, that's, oh, a, that's not ideal, is it? It's, it's, yeah, it's not. Great, but you know, you know? like
1: one time he played before that, he got fifty, didn't he? So yeah, that's why like <laughs> Stuart Broad got that one hundred and fifty, and everyone still kind of thinks he can bat now,
2: don't they? <laughs> but um... yeah, so Dom Dom Best was going to bat at eight and come in at eight.
1: Yeah. And then so the other 3 uh, to run them run them through again. Anderson, Broad, Wood, Wokes and Archer. Um, I feel like if you play best you can afford not to play Wokes. So is he out?
2: Yeah. I th- I, th- I think I think what it would be it would be Bess, Archer, Broad and Anderson. I think they'll yeah. drop Wood from the last um South Africa. They'll play Archer here and then see if Wood will play in the next game.
1: Yeah. So you think right. So Max what what what, what are your thoughts?
0: I think that's probably fair uh, I'm expecting some rotation it would be mad not to not to rotate given how close together the games are the fact that you've got people like Wood who often struggle with injuries and Anderson's only just come back from his calf injury so you, you're you thinking Anderson and Wokes could be interchangeable Wood and Archer could be interchangeable Broad might just play all three because he's that kind of guy <laughs>
2: um, uh, It is also interesting when you've, uh, kind of, you've got Joffrey Archer back I mean I think they they'll definitely pick him because Joe Root won't be captain so he he's not going to Stokes won't bowl him for 40 overs in a row well, so what, he actually might last.
1: I had a couple of things on this actually. So I um I I I think you pick your best bowling attack and I think the best bowler you pick one to start off with you pick your best bowler and I think that's probably like in raw Jimmy ability it's probably Archer and then I don't think it's Anderson anymore. I mean like maybe maybe given the right conditions but yeah i don't know um then i but i do think anderson and broad are the the second and third best i think anderson might be the third best bowler i mean i think broad out bowled him well obviously out bowled him because he was injured for most of the last eight months but um uh, i think broad's silently um snuck up on anderson a little bit how how fast do you reckon anderson will bowl about 70 miles an hour now (laughs) when is he going to be bowling so slowly that it doesn't matter how much he moves it
0: well, Jason Holder's not exactly rapid, is he? And he uh, he's effective. Yeah, I guess. So I, I don't think, yeah, as long as even
2: 76,
0: that I kind think of area sacrilegious be fine.
2: statement you've made there. I think Jimmy is definitely still our best bowler. I, I, think. Mm, I, I oh, yeah, don't I, think he's I, better I, than I, Archer. I he's certainly.
1: Maybe in the right conditions in England, Anderson is better. But Anderson, like, away from home, is far, far worse than Archer. Like, it's not well, even. I mean, close. we haven't
0: seen Archer away from home yet, so let's not get.
1: Yeah, we have. He took a Fifer in South Africa like three tests ago. All
0: right, so we've seen one series.
1: Let's. Uh... <laughs> and we saw him in New Zealand because that's when uh, um, Root made him bowl fifty overs in an inning. <laughs> <laughs> Max, where's your where's your research? <laughs> yeah, mate like, um, But anyway, like, the there's there's six i say, t- Just I just, to just off, don't Max... think
0: two series is enough to make that claim. But
1: I, well, look, right. How about this then? Uh, Anderson away from home averages thirty three with the ball.
0: Oh, I'm not saying that Anderson is undoubtedly better at home, but we just haven't seen it. Archer probably will prove to be better away, but we haven't seen it yet.
1: I think we have. I think you can say that with some certainty. But anyway, we will move on. Otherwise, we'll just argue in a circle. And <laughs> I think you're right. I think there should be rotation. Um, I don't. I think every bowler should miss at least one of the six tests in the next seven weeks. Otherwise, someone is going to is going to die. Um, <laughs> And I like Ross, you said this as well, I'd like to see Archer on like a, a an over count so he can't bowl more than 20 overs in a day, for instance, because it's, it's ridiculous the way they use him at the moment. It
2: is. Uh, um, I think um, before we move on to the West Indies team, um, Joe Denley versus that Crawley is well, that Denley? Yeah. is Joe Denley playing for his England career here? So, um, or I've got a theory here that I think Denley's actually undroppable for this summer?
1: So I I I've been thinking about this today as well. Um, I think uh, unless Crawley, I think Crawley's the one that actually has to score the runs.
2: Otherwise, I think Denley keeps his spot. Uh, and I agree with you. I, I generally think that they value Joe Denley eating up those hundred balls, the dentary as they call it. Yeah. So I I think that he offers now he's found a position in England at three where him trying to protect the middle order. So the Ollie Pope, Stokes, Butler, and actually giving them a bit of a platform, maybe not in the runs, but actually in the you've got the old ball when they're coming in is too valuable for England. No, yeah, I th-
1: I think I agree with that, and, and unless so Crawley hasn't shown yet, um, and he he may well do this. He hasn't shown yet that he can play that role at least consistently. Whereas Denley Denley's Denley's body of work in his what 15 Tests, like it's not prodigious no one's going to be talking about the, the dentistry in in 20 years time <laughs> are they but i do think uh for a team that's incredibly susceptible to collapsing he he is a bit of an insurance policy he's like a poundland john trott isn't he <laughs> do you know what <laughs> i mean <laughs> like...
2: well i think that's it though
0: you said it there it's it's uh it's just because of how prone we are and uh, it's a sad indictment, really, on, on how in, how fallible our top order has been over the last few years, that we're now relying on someone to not fail.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with someone doing their job to be a successful mm-hmm. team. I but, you know, like, he's, he's not like scored, not a, he's not scored a century yet. Yeah, I, I know he hasn't, but he, like, like Ross says, he averages 30, which is better than some of them. And he does eat balls.
0: <laughs> and that is the best that we've got to offer at number three. And that's why it I'm is, saying it's a, bit, yeah. it's a bit
1: sad. Yeah, it is a bit yeah. sad, but you know, good for him. He's found his niche. Um, <laughs> t- t- two more things, and then um, and then we'll talk about the West Indies. I, I-, I think um, Stokes as the captain. What are your thoughts on that?
2: I don't. Do you have know any. what? I, th- I, th- I think originally I was kind of a bit like you're going to overburden the guy. It's one Test match. I think he'll be fine. Yeah,
1: I think that's probably a fair assessment there, Max. Unless you you want to go off piece. No,
0: I don't think the uh, I don't think the weight on his shoulders is going to do anything he he loves you know he loves a challenge you'll go out there and take pressure off other people so i th- I think it, it could be suited to him we'll just have to wait and see
1: and um photos have you seen the largest uh cricket headline of the day nope uh Matt no Dom Sibley uh in the last two months three months has lost twelve kilos which is which is about two stone so he's gonna come back like fifteen percent twenty percent lighter um the fridge himself or, or 10 light sorry yeah no um i actually saw so i saw this uh he he acknowledged that um he this had been flagged before in his career but he just didn't bother doing any fitness and then when he went out to to sri lanka for the aborted test series uh he said after like people would do their skills trainings and their batting and their bowling people would go on like runs while he'd be like walking back to the hotel and i think he just felt a bit bad about himself um <laughs> So he's gone away, uh, and and during lockdown has um has managed to shed two kilos. Um, Twelve kilos. Twelve kilos, yeah. Sorry, two stocks. Fair play, fair fair yeah. play to him. Yeah, um, that's great. And I think um I think that's about it on England. Any any, any thoughts, boys? No, not, no not really. Just
0: excited to watch some cricket.
1: Yeah, we will be good. Um, Max, would you like to take a break or would you like to hit us
0: straight away with West Indies? Let's let's have a quick break and then I'll I'll come back with some West Indies preview. So we did quite an in-depth look at the, uh, the West Indies team and the preview for the tour a few episodes ago when we talked to uh, Mash and Santoki from the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. Uh, that's really well worth going back and having a listen to. That was good to get some insights from some Genuine followers of West Indies cricket, um, based over here, and um, get a a real yeah a sort of a take from from an inside perspective rather than just
2: some uh, some English blokes who did a bit of research on it. Um, yeah, shock, but- shock horror! Rakeem Cornwall's actually quite good. He's not just fat like the media <laughs> tells you he is. <laughs>
1: Max, the way you're setting this bit up is, is like, um, you should go back and listen to this and maybe skip the next 15 minutes. So I'm hoping that you're, <laughs> you're not actually telling us that. No. You're about to bring us something high profile, something good. From, Absolutely. Uh, uh, just an English guy researching West Indies cricket.
0: Yes. As, as much as it's well worth going back and listening to that episode, uh, I have also done that for you to make sure I'm bringing you the, uh, the best. <laughs> <laughs> of uh of what we can offer in terms of the west indies uh preview um so th- there's a few things to look out for um before we get on to looking at sort of the insights from the interest squad games um so you've got uh brathwaite at the top of the order who people may remember from heroics at Headingley, and may only remember that uh he's actually 20 innings without a 50 so he could well be playing for his place in the West Indies team. And um, that's despite the fact he was leading one of the warm uh, up 11s in the West Indies games. Another thing that's worth touching on is Rakeem Cornwall. As Ross mentioned, he's more than just uh, a figure because he's got some quite good figures. He's taken over 300 first-class wickets, uh, at an average of under 24, and recently took a 7 for in a, a test against Afghanistan and really is... Well, he's the best best spinner in, in the West Indies, probably, and um, a genuinely good cricketer, so it's worth looking out for him, especially on pitches that may be suited to some spin uh, in Old Trafford and the Aegeus Bowl. Um, I read an
2: article the other day on, uh, on The Telegraph... Um, the, the one free one you get before you go behind the people <laughs> and honestly the the author I'm not going to name who it is but uh, why uh, there was because I can't remember who it is uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, was, there was like 15 references in the article to uh, to weights related puns all about Cornwall and it was a bit like what are you doing with your life mate what are you doing yeah. was
0: there a Cornish pasty joke in there
2: no, they didn't, no oh, they missed, not, so they're not so. even doing it
0: well that's the worst bit <laughs> um, so well speaking of pasties this is niche uh, the West Indies top order is quite flaky yeah um I hope these get better <laughs> uh the the lower order so' it was pretty solid but the the top five is is a bit iffy so we mentioned uh, Brathwaite in his his recent form um, the other man who performed heroics at Headingley, Shy hope uh, isn't necessarily performing that well in Test cricket he's his average isn't great um, uh, and then you've got you've got people like blackwood um Mar Brooks, who uh, don't have top-class records in Test cricket, so there's a bit of inexperience and uh, and sort of not a, a huge amount of quality in terms of the stats uh, in Is that West Indies It sounds Indies like top we're going to roll them. them over, Max. Can yeah? For yeah can
1: any of them bat?
0: Oh, they can. They I mean, they've shown on occasions that they 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 have it have the ability, but it's it's consistency that's sort of been their 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 issues really. Um, over over the course of their test careers, um, so they're... when
2: they win the toss and bat first on um, Wednesday, I reckon they'll be seventy for four. Yeah. So I'll go for right,
0: and that's where the that's where the lower order comes in. You see, you've got Ross um, and Chase, Shane Dowrich, and uh, Holder, all pretty solid, like pre- pretty solid uh, bats. And I think West Indies really will be relying quite a lot on their lower order in terms of getting their runs. Uh, Have
1: they um, basically done what? Quite bad. Amateur cricket clubs do where you know um, you get like t- four people on the team who are the best batsmen and the best bowlers, and so they all they fill out your like eight, seven, six, nine positions uh, mm. in in the batting card, uh, and then like the the you kind of normally the batsmen go, but it really everyone knows they're there to, to be sacrifices. Yeah. So that the people who and then, and then like the. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the the people who can bat, they're like, "Oh, I'm well, I'm down at number nine. They smash the ball all over the place and, and, and <laughs> make it respectable. Is that what their West Indies are going for, just to I mean, translate it, that to the recreational player?
0: It could well be, and also arguably <laughs> what, what England we went for a few years ago. <laughs> it's not uh, it's not too dissimilar to us. Um, yeah, the old
2: the engine room.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely. So so that's sort of I mean that's how the the West Indies team kind of plays out, um, and then there's That one big battle which everyone's been talking about, which is uh, Stokes v Holder. Uh, Jason Holder is the number one all-rounder in the world, according to the rankings, um, and probably doesn't quite get the credit he's due, especially in this country. Um, Are you, um,
1: Max, are you a Stokes man or are you a Holder man?
0: I'm I'm a Holder man. I mean, Stokes is a phenomenal cricketer, but Jason Holder is really, really good at cricket and he does not get the coverage that he should do.
2: Ross, are you a Stokes or a Holder man? Uh, I don't care either way, if I'm perfectly honest. I think Stokes is a bit of a dickhead. Um, but obviously he's... He's <laughs> well, to he obviously... coming he's... on
1: the show any time soon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, a, he's a phenomenal cricketer. Like, he, he is like, on a completely... Like, he's on such a... Like, the heroics last year, it shows that he's a complete freak of nature when it comes to cricket. Um, but there's no bit where I'm sitting here going, oh, do you know what? He's the best cricketer ever. Like... He's had a good year. Hopefully, he has another really good year this year. Um, Hold has been pretty consistent over the last couple of years and has taken West Indies through a pretty torrid time and actually come out, as Max said, top of the world. So, I think it's a it'll be a good battle, but again, I think it's something that they're trying to build up to get a bit of excitement around this Test Series. Mm. Right, I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. a Holder man.
1: i have it, So, it's 2-0 on the right. podcast. <laughs> well done. Well done, Jason. Uh, carry on, Max. So tell us more.
0: Yeah, well, no, you're right, Ross. It does give a sort of good narrative to the series, um, aside from concentrating on the whole COVID stuff. Um, I, I think there's another edge to it as well, given that Stokes is going to be captaining the first test. Holder is the captain, is a good leader, has proven himself to be a good leader. Um, so that's another thing for Stokes to measure himself up against as as we go into the first game. Um, so that that's sort of a, a, a quick roundup, and then. The West Indies also had uh, some intra squad games, so they had two. They had one uh, starting on the 23rd of June, I think it was, and then one a few days ago at the beginning of July.
1: I thought that was quite good, actually. The West Indies flew like 7,000 miles to England to play the first cricket of the summer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Desperate to get in there before <laughs>
1: yeah. us. Um, But anyone else could play a game. The West Indies had managed to do it. Um, yeah. What, what did you learn from those games, Max?
0: Well, I mean, the first thing is probably a comment on the uh, attire. Uh, so England, you know, got, <laughs> got themselves decked out correctly in uh, in whites. Correctly, which, here we go. Yeah, which as, as we Stick should expect. Stick to for the
2: rules, Row Brown.
0: Yeah. The West Indies were playing in training tops and, and a mixture of tracksuit bottoms and shorts. And there was also some batting in shorts occurring, which frankly is distasteful at best. You know, I mean, it, it's just not comfortable. I don't know why you'd do it. Pad straps, pad straps yeah. and 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 uh, bare legs it's
1: not chafing isn't it yeah you it should oil your legs up or something but uh the <laughs> that aside let that one um... go through to the keeper <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: um i think probably the main takeaway from those warm-up games was uh shannon gabriel coming through uh unscathed and looking pretty good actually he bowled quite quickly um took some took some wickets. Uh so he's he was bowling to prove his fitness on return from ankle surgery. Yeah. Uh, so he went straight into the first team squad which was good to see. Uh, on the other side, uh Holder was not really involved and didn't bowl. Um he he's had an ankle problem which he's picked up since the start of the tour, but uh they are aware of this and they're not expecting it to be a problem as we go into the series. So fingers crossed for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, like my my take on the West Indies is that they can't really bat Um, but England also can't really bat, and the West Indies can bowl a bit. So if they can consistently score 400 total, if they score 400 in all three test matches, they'll win one of them. Because I can't see England, which is pathetic, over two innings in all three tests scoring
2: 400. See, I, I think you're wrong. I think England are going to absolutely trounce them now. OK, well, there we are. I think I think it'd be three, it. I think it'll be 3-0. Um, differing can... opinions is what we like to see. But yeah, no, you're, I...
0: You're, you're, I, I think you're right to a point, Jack. I mean, what I was what I was going to say is that the West Indies bowling attack is pretty good. Um, there's some good form as well. Alzari Joseph and uh, Rakeem Cornwall are both bowling well at the moment. And, I mean, Kamal Roach, uh, you know, let's talk a bit about him. He is the ninth highest wicket-taker for the West Indies. in, well, ever. Uh, in, in Yeah, ever. He's about so, he's about
1: to get two hundred,
0: isn't he? Yeah, he's taken one hundred and ninety three. So yeah. I mean, he's he's a good bowler, and he in the England series in twenty nineteen uh, took a whole stack of wickets. At, I think about thirteen. So he's um, caused us problems before and probably will cause us problems again. So yeah, you're right. If if the West Indies batting lineup can string together a a good knock, then the bowling attack is more than capable of backing that up so it's certainly not a, a cut and dry thing I don't think as much as uh, Ross is very optimistic about uh the English chances I I'm as ever going to err on the pessimism side and and say that West Indies have got a, at least a chance of picking up a, a test match and um we'll see if there's any more than that
1: so before we get on to the fun part of the show where we talk about cake and um scones or scones I don't know that's scones. the place yet to be had isn't it um, <laughs> should we um should we do some predictions for for this series so um who, who's gonna win what's the score gonna be uh top run scorer top wicket taker and who will be the first player
2: to spit on the ball <laughs> Ross um... So I, th- I think, I, th- I genuinely think it's going to be 3-0 to England. I think um, as much as the um, bowling is good, as you touched upon, Max, for the West Indies, um, I just think we are a better side than them. We should, we should also have learned our lessons from playing there last year that we should be able to deal with pace now. And I think we've got a much better batting lineup up than we should be able to do it. Um, I think top run scorer is either going to be Ben Stokes or Ollie Pope, um, which I think is pretty obvious. Um, and then top wicket-taker, I've got Jimmy Anderson down because I'm a Jimmy fan, Um or Raheem Cornwall. Okay, fine. Uh, and who's going to spit on the ball first? Oh, Stuart Broad.
1: <laughs> um,
2: he's, 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 too, he's too instinctive. I think. I think he's too instinctive. Max. And, and then he'll do. And he'll do that stupid thing with his hands over his face, going, "Oh no, oh, don't actually spit on um,
1: Max, Max, Max. Uh, who's who's going to be? Same same questions.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm going. I'm going to go England two one. Uh, I think the West Indies are, are good for a good for a win. Um, I don't think I can go for an England bowler as top wicket taker because I think we'll rotate a lot. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Shannon Gabriel, top wicket taker. Yeah. Um, came back well, bowled well, good form. And I would I was tempted to say Raheem Cornwall, but Ross has already taken that one. Um, I am, however, going to nail my colours to the mast and say Ollie Pope for top run scorer, as a as a Surrey boy, Remember, and also. I mean. Uh yeah, I don't know if that's been mentioned before. Um it's not getting me much at the moment, but um and I'm also gonna have to agree with Ross that Stuart Broad is unquestionably going to be the first person to spit on the ball.
2: How how do you think um Burns and Sibley will do open it up, Max? Obviously you're a Surrey fan, so um well, I mean they should know each
0: other reason I, I think I'm, uh, I'm not asking
2: about their cordial <laughs> so uh, you know there
0: should be some I uh some I think will get the off wickets. to a
1: good start I, I imagine Rory will compliment Dom on the on the lost weight uh... <laughs> uh, yeah oh, they no, could know, be... I
2: think he's gonna swipe right it could <laughs> be
1: c- could be some quick singles in the offing
0: no I I'd, I'd be, that will be interesting to see I think they'll do well I I'm 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 confident for them right. okay and then Jacko your prediction
1: uh here's what I think I think 2-1 to England Uh, I think top run scorer, Rory Burns. I think top wicket-taker, Stuart Broad. And I feel like Ben Stokes will spit on the ball first, um, because he's that kind of guy. There we right. go. It's,
2: not, it's not. been a good episode for us. wanting to get Ben Stokes. The record, <laughs> so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna uh, rescind my comment earlier. I don't think he's a dickhead. He's a lovely bloke. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, right. I think that uh, that's that's um, most of, of the test series. The, the last thing that we we wanted to introduce, and and we encourage you to play along on Twitter or Instagram at the Cricket Pod. Um, a little bit of commentary bingo. Um, so obviously, this will be the first cricket series that happens in the world with social distancing uh, in place um, and, and we've drawn up sort of a, a, few, a few ideas about things that we think commentators will dwell on to fill the time so um, I'll, I'll kick us off uh, I reckon commentators will bang on about the ball swinging or not swinging for about three tests and then I think they'll get bored of it
2: <laughs> okay that's fair uh, they'll definitely talk about the lack of atmosphere and how it must be affecting the players
1: yep uh, I, I will go one further than that. I think they'll t- say that it's probably not unusual for the West Indies because they don't always play with a crowd.
2: Yeah, oh, oh, and they'll probably add to that something like Sibley and Burns, if hit loads of runs in County Championship, they're used to playing in front of no crowds. <laughs> um, yeah, I reckon there'll be a number of lame
0: jokes about social distancing between possibly between the bat and the ball, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, mm. slip positions, I imagine yeah. there'll be questions about spacing there. One will go between first and second, and someone will make a social distancing joke. Yeah, um,
2: definitely. Well, the, the pitch hasn't been used, has it, all summer? Because there's been no <laughs> cricket. That's definitely going.
1: That is definitely going. Um, who's the sweatiest man on each team?
0: <laughs> <And> the designated <laughs> the ball shiner. The
1: des- designated <laughs> ball shiner will have to be the sweatiest man.
2: So I... <laughs> Tom simply should have lost all that weight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um any others quickly and then we'll and then we'll
2: wrap this bit up uh they'll definitely talk about is stuart broad's dad going to umpire one of the games
1: oh goodness yes i forgot about this yeah um home mm. umpires
2: yeah home umpires that'd be a good one. And, and maybe maybe i'm not sure if it's going to be in good taste but maybe they'll uh anyone who's like like sam curran who was like ill earlier they're obviously going to almost have a sweepstake of who's going to be first to catch coronavirus. Yeah,
1: that'll happen. And hair. They've already started yes. with hair.
2: Hair, yeah. <laughs> Every cricket media outlet has done a tweet
1: about hair today, apart from us, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're above that.
0: And, and so, God forbid if they spot anyone coughing. <laughs> uh,
2: so if you've got any recommendations, let us know. We'll put up something on our Twitter, at the yeah, along, and you'll be able to play along. And you'll win a prize. <laughs> there we are. Uh, good. Shall we play a game of Village Cricket? Yeah! yeah yes! Yes! Right now, right now Oh, oh. Well, we not need for that you now I not, not say that You So this week sees the return of recreational cricket. Um, Boris Johnson uh, last week and the, a couple of weeks before raised that the cricket ball was a was it a natural vector of disease? Yeah. Um, and then changed his opinion of going. Actually, the ball might not be the biggest concern here. It's actually cricket tees and changing rooms. Um, and I mean, it was a, it was pretty stupid anyway. As the ECB have worked quite hard to actually go. Well, actually, you don't need to have a communal cricket tee when you play cricket, and you don't actually have to all be in the change room at the same time, or even change in the change room itself. Turn up in whites, um, but that has meant that on the ECB's roadmap back to cricket, we have moved from step three to step four. Yes, uh, so, I'm excited. So, uh, for those that don't know, so the roadmap or um, well, step four itself is actually uh, it's all around adapted gameplay. So uh, I've got a, a couple of things here around um, what do we think that COVID-19 adaptions to the men's game is actually going to, uh, or to the adult game, sorry, is going to uh, mean. Um, the ECB was supposed to issue guidance today. They've not done it, which is yep. a little bit surprising. It is inconvenient. So... Uh, what do we reckon is actually going to be um, covered in it? I've got a couple of things here, so um, it's mainly going to be facilities-based that you can't use stuff. They'll have to open the toilets, really boring stuff. Um, but what do you think the potential gameplay adjustments are going to be? Uh, so, everyone
1: uh, will have to play in a zorb.
2: <laughs> okay. Right. To maintain social distancing. Uh.
0: <laughs> only, only the wicketkeeper is allowed to put the bales back because he's the only one with gloves.
1: That's oh, a serious okay. suggestion. What are you doing? Yep. <laughs>
2: Uh, the keeper, Max though, could actually be forced to stand back. So that actually might be a thing, even though skin Good for bowling... the buys column. It's not good for the social aspect. Yeah, yeah will... I mean your chat's pretty terrible anyway. Um but it was more around kind of um, the stumping element to it. I mean it would be great for us batsmen. Maybe you'd just be automatically out. <laughs> oh that would that would cause an absolute carnage.
1: <laughs> if you're out of your face and the ball goes past, you're out.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that would definitely not cause any arguments and confrontations, <laughs> will it?
0: Well, I think now it's now it's one meter with mitigations. I think it'll probably be all right, standing up.
1: Yeah, I mean, mm. you've got you have to admit being a wicketkeeper is necessary to the functioning of society, isn't it? So um, <laughs> you do. You don't. You
2: don't ask want if you ask any to keeper, I...
1: stumping to affect anything, do you? Ask any wicketkeeper,
0: they would tell you that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, umpire wearing PPE, would you
1: reckon full mask, uh, oxen I... shield. Mandatory. Uh, I don't really mind the umpire getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I feel put him in a spit mask, whatever they are. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got disinfecting the ball at the end of every over is one of the guidelines, so potentially. I, I heard um, hmm. from a fairly good source, Jonathan Wilson, the journalist, That the ECB had been—they'd done this test where they collected some balls and they put coronavirus on the balls and they just left them for like 30 seconds, and the coronavirus was gone. So actually, disinfecting the balls probably not necessary. The the natural vector of disease probably is is um,
0: not the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Where did? Where did the ECB get their hands on some coronavirus (laughs) vials, is instantly my first question. No, they
1: must have have someone. Jack Leach. Didn't he say he had it? They just sprayed Uh, Jack Leach
2: on the ball. Well, there's some of the things. But actually, one of the things I think is going to be, you have to bring your own lunch. Your own lunch and drink. And uh, this got me kind of thinking around um, cricket teas. And actually, if I'm perfectly honest, I think cricket teas are rubbish. I genuinely think that cricket tea is awful. And the beige banquet, as I said earlier, needs binning. What do you think about that, i um, That's very I, controversial, Ross.
1: I'm going to come <laughs> come down hard on, on your side, Ross. Um, maybe maybe it's because uh, I'm a snob, but I, I think eating uh, a buffet of mystery meats at 4.30 in the afternoon... Well, nobody eats fucking pork pies at 4.30 in the afternoon in, in normal <laughs> life, do they? I think having a buffet of mystery meats at 4.30 in the afternoon... When they've been sat out there, just in like... 25 degree heat for seven hours is not what I want. I don't want festering meat um, <laughs> halfway through an athletic endeavour. So I, I'm, I'm 100% behind you.
2: Well, I've got three key points in here, Max, before you come in with a rebuttal. Right. Um, one is the horrendous nutritional value. Yeah. And, uh, I've been doing a bit of research here around, uh, UK and Australian dietary standards. So, uh, um, trying to get two different opinions in the cricketing world. Um, so what they issue, so their own guidance for cricketers and recreational cricketers, is that you should be eating lean meats. We should be using whole grains at all possible opportunities. Eating healthy fats such as nuts and fish, um, and eating vegetable salad or fruit um, at any point. This is, there's um, actual guidance for cricketers, and that's yeah. What this, is a, yeah this is yeah, this is the actual guidance. No one's read them, have they? The, no, I have never ever seen <laughs> in my life nuts provided <laughs> for it. Never in my life, or if, if it was a salad bowl, I've, I've missed it. Um, but And then it says, a- avoid at all costs, high fat or highly processed foods, including sugary foods.
1: Avoid at right. all costs is a bit extreme there, isn't it? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Whatever you do. <laughs> don't, don't you dare have a biscuit, mate. Don't you dare have a biscuit. Uh, well, you'll end up don't... like Edo Brander's. Yeah. So oh, Dom Sibley. Well, yeah, well, oh, speaking of Dom Sibley, so I mean the tea, the tea menu typically. So from an English point of view, I'm not sure how it is in Australia, um, but correct me if I'm wrong here, Jed, Typically, you get crisps, yep. sausage rolls, yep. cocktail sausages, white bread sandwiches, typically ham. <laughs> Normally, there's ham in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, garlic bread, Scotch eggs. Yeah. Um, One pound frozen pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then a selection from Mr. Kipling or other cake providers. Yeah, uh, did, I,
1: that... did Did either of you play the game for us last year where we, we played at Dulwich? And you think Dulwich? If you if you don't, if you're not from London, Dulwich is quite a posh area. You think if you get a game at Dulwich, you're getting a nice tea. Um, we got there. They they left out a one kilo block of mild cheddar and sp- <laughs> and, and sporks to carve the cheddar off of the block. There wasn't even a fucking knife. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff you get you get at cricket teas. This this nonsense about it being uh, this kind of like genteel afternoon afternoon tea uh, in in the countryside it, it it is it's it's a load of bollocks. Um, yeah, no wonder all the poshos get gout. <laughs> I, mean,
2: this
1: I, shit. <laughs> I I've always thought in general diets around cricket are are a bit weird. So I, I mean, we were talking earlier in the week about this and. And I would say 90% of the teams i I played in, at least half the players turn up and haven't had lunch. <laughs> so they're useless for the first 45 overs because they've got a, a huge sugar de- uh, deficit. Then at T, I would say 80, maybe 85% of the players I've ever played with eat so much that they're basically in a coma
2: for the next 40 <laughs> overs
1: the culture around cricket
2: food has got to change yeah it, it honestly has to uh, we've not even you've kind of covered my um second point but like 95 percent of cricket tea is pork like that is, <laughs> that is literally just I, mean, you a would think as well, like,
1: I don't want to make any like wild assumptions here but if you look at the demographic of people that play cricket you, you'd think that like maybe cutting down on the pork based uh tea goods would, would be more inclusive
2: uh, yeah. So according to ECB figures, thirty to forty percent of recreational cricketers are from ethnic backgrounds. Yeah. And a lot of those people will not eat pork-related <laughs> things, which is absolutely ridiculous. And then the final bit is just hygiene in general. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like honestly, <laughs> I've I don't think I've ever seen anyone truly wash their hands before going for cricketing. They're um, off the field, spikes are off, and then they're straight into the sausage rolls. Yeah. But getting their bonks um, out. It's it's honestly it's, it's it's a germ-ridden uh, dash for the sausage platter that's ultimately what it is yeah. um uh, max have you got anything to say in defense of this abomination
0: i i do thank you for uh, allowing me to uh mount a rebuttal to some of your points um firstly i would say fair enough on the pork <laughs> aspect uh, i can't possibly come up with anything in defense of that it's just <laughs> nonsense um, so imagine, we'll, we'll...
2: imagine this Max had been a defence lawyer. <laughs> Fair enough. No, there's, there's blood at the scene and we'll... his fingerprints are on the weapon. <laughs> You're
1: absolutely correct. There's some video evidence we'll, on
0: this. Well, brush. No, I mean, I'm we'll, not we'll even pipe... going
1: to claim. Let's park that me. for
0: now. <laughs> pipe down. Let's park that for now. Um, you mentioned you did mention nuts. Uh, I think that's a terrible idea uh, because uh, I don't know about you, but the last time I played cricket, we didn't take a list of uh, allergies from the opposition <laughs> that's, that's um, a good point great so point. That's, don't make that's, a bad that's, situation worse that's, that's questionable um i think but i think the main thing i have to bring up here is that the pair of you have just got delusions of elite sporting uh pedigree <laughs> because we are playing really shit cricket on a saturday afternoon with a bunch of oftentimes fat old men and what's wrong with just what's wrong with having you know Having some not particularly healthy food in the middle of it. No what? one's. No one thinks they're going to go and be the next Ben Stokes or, or the next Andrew Flintoff. So why don't we all just, you know, let's look. Right, yeah. Right. Look. In, in a bit, Ross. In a bit, Ross. I can see you have your hand up. Uh, I've got a couple of other things to bring up. Um, some of the points you've raised are not necessarily uh, reasons that tea should be binned. The hygiene, for example, you could just tell everyone to wash their hands and make sure they do it. Yeah, that's, that's doable. That's fine. Well, um, in the and finally... We're
2: still not washing their hands. <laughs> finally, let alone, Ross, let alone some... Okay, yeah.
0: Finally, uh, if you come down down to the old Suetonians, uh you will be treated to some of the Uller family's homemade samosas. And let me tell you, they are phenomenal. Now, I know you're going to say you don't want to eat samosas before you play cricket. Fine, you don't have to. I'll some wait, people even the do want of to the eat them. They're delicious. But the wider point about that is that there is... There's like an excitement or a a sort of, you know, a a kind of tension that you get. You go to a game of cricket and you don't know what's for tea. And what better than walking into that pavilion after a tough 40 overs in the field and finding a beautiful spread of everything that you've dreamed of in front of you. And if you get rid of tea, you take that that magic away. It's not what happens though, is it?
2: it does it does happen
0: it does happen at the right place you've just not been playing at the right
2: place boys The magic you're talking about there is oh let's have a smorgasbord of food that is going to contribute to my heart (laughs) disease or cancer that is what that is literally what you're suggesting i i also think i think
0: you can have a cake without getting instant heart disease ross
1: Look, Max, we might we might be playing a low level of cricket, but that doesn't mean that we should abandon the concept that it's an athletic endeavour whatsoever. You know what I mean? Well, also, I think like... you
0: might have some delusions that cricket is an athletic endeavour as well. But
1: it, it, it clearly, <laughs> like all other sports, are trending in that direction, right? And cricket is still like, no, let's eat cake. I feel like cricketers, young and old, fat and thin, should aspire to more when it comes to like fielding or whatever than just sort of aiming a boot at the ball as, as it goes past. And I feel like cricket teas contribute to this. In, in the in the old man football match I play in, the people there, at least they try and take it seriously. Like it, it, I, I feel like tea, it's... Um, aren't they the worst though, Jack? It undermines the, old, the old people it, it who try and take
0: football too seriously. Yeah, they are the they worst are, to play with. They
1: are and they aren't. It, 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 you, I feel like cricket suffers because people think it's boring, think it's played by fat old men, and and think it's not a real sport and this, the, 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 the cocktail sausage buffet you get halfway through. It's not even at the end. If it was at the end, I could understand it. It'd be like, oh, you've been out there. You've done a whole day's worth of sport. Now you're going to have a beer and a pie, and uh, and, and, and you've earned that. But no, it's
2: like halfway through. The
1: I mean, top. arguably... This is done for like,
2: 40 minutes.
0: Arguably gents it halfway through
2: yeah, you arguably, gents,
0: halfway through is the end of the game for half the half the people playing
1: yeah but
2: not the other half um, Max, here's a question when was the last time you had a cricket tea and didn't go up for seconds <laughs> no the whole of last season i have to
0: keep wicket so it doesn't matter what time you it. Can't even enjoy i, I keep wicket and i open the batting so i'm screwed either way yeah i've got to limit myself to one plate
1: Anyway, I, I, I'm interested in hearing the opinions of our listeners. If you um, if you are a fan of cricket teas, let us know uh, at the cricket pod on Twitter and Instagram or the cricket pod at gmail.com if you, uh, if you want to write a long form defence. Boys, if
0: you thought the defence for the, uh, for yeah. the tea was, was not up to scratch, then you may be right.
1: And speaking of um, Twitter and, and uh, email and so on, we have a little bit of correspondence. Should we run through that then wrap up the show? <laughs> yep okay then um so first of all coming in from grace's cricket so grace's cricket um they are as far as we're and i think as far as they are aware as well the only lgbtqi plus um inclusive well not maybe inclusive but but pro, pro lgbtqi plus cricket club in the uk they've asked why is ben folks with a test average of 40 widely accepted as the best government in the country and continually being overlooked and we did talk about this Briefly earlier, does anyone want to add anything else?
2: Um, he, he, has to, he has to hit more runs. That's the thing. He just has to hit more runs. He didn't hit many runs last year in the county circuit. Um, he said he was, he was injured and then unfortunately had to completely... He was just fatigued, really. I think he, he needs to hit so many more runs than Josh Butler would have to do.
1: Second question, then. Um, do you think Ali, Moen Ali, will ever play Test cricket for England again?
0: Yeah, yes. I, I think so.
1: When, what's I've the time frame seen... for
0: that? Uh, within the next year, I think. I've, I've not seen anything from the spinners that have come in to sort of take over that mantle to suggest that they can nail that place down and become England's number one spinner. And I think Marine Ali will get at least one more stab within the
1: next year. Fair enough. Uh, Ross, anything to add? No, who was that from, by the way? Uh, that was from All About the Balls. <laughs>
2: Fantastic. A bit like Joe Denley.
1: Uh, and finally, uh, Samish, who, who gets in touch fairly regularly, has asked, um, would we play Dan Lawrence in the first test? So we, we didn't really mention that he'd been omitted after playing quite well in the uh, warm-ups. Um, Dan Lawrence, in or out for the first test? Uh, I,
0: I don't think, you... think so. I don't think one good showing against your own team is enough.
2: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there, Max. Zach is that, is that, is that Crawley's position, he gets a bit of a stab at it. Joe Denny's there. Um, Sibley and Roy Burns is going to have to have. I reckon. I reckon they'll be given as much. They'll probably be given the summer to try and bed in. If they do terribly, then you might see Crawley promoted and Dan Lawrence brought in.
1: Fair enough. Um, anything else, boys? Uh, that's that's um, the highlight of the Twitter questions this week. nope thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye. The Cricket
2: Podcast. So I think it should never be permitted to happen again.
0: That is very good.